Welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 257. You know, if I was to give a success quote, I think it would be hard work pays off. And I believe that you you can do anything you want in this world as long as you put your heart and soul into it. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Have you turned your key and heard that dreaded tick, 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 tick because of a dead battery? No worries. I've got the NOCO Genius Boost Jump Starter. This compact tool fits in your glove box and features rechargeable lithium battery technology that will start a dead battery in your car, boat, truck, or RV. It packs a whopping 12-volt, 400-amp starting power and can start up to 20 dead batteries on a single charge. Plus, it has built-in spark-proof technology with reverse polarity protection to safely jumpstart your vehicle. The compact, ergonomically designed clamps are solid copper for maximum conductivity, and there's a built-in ultra-bright dual LED flashlight with seven modes, including an SOS emergency strobe. It's easily rechargeable with a USB outlet, and you can charge your smartphone or tablet while you're on the road. Works on any 12-volt lead-acid battery. The Genius Boost from NOCO is the ultimate emergency tool that's safe and easy to use. Quality design, state-of-the-art technology from NOCO, your battery care source since 1914. Get yours at GeniusChargers.com. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. Today, I am revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, Jason Engel. Jason, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? I'm ready. All right. Jason Engel is the founder and owner of Classic Recreations. He and his team of talented technicians and craftsmen have been modifying and custom fabricating high-performance vehicles for more than 10 years. Each vehicle is built to order, and their Mustangs are each a unique work of automotive art. You can order yours in a variety of configurations, or Jason and his team will help you imagine the wildest dreams possible and build a car for you to your personal specifications. Jason, I've told our listeners just a little bit about you. Would you take a moment and share some more about your business and your passion for automobiles? Absolutely. Thanks, Mark. We became licensed by Shelby, and now we build the GT500CR, oh, very which cool. is a derivative of you know the original vintage GT500. Yeah. That car we've been doing now you know, since 07, and um, I am so proud to actually be a, an actual Shelby licensee and build real Shelby cars. Yes. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Our history of our company, I kind of let that loose there. You know, we, we did build the Eleanor under license from going in 60 seconds uh-huh. um, there for a while. Uh, we became licensed by Shelby. Prior to all that, we were a custom shop, muscle cars, collector cars. You know, mainly focusing in on some of those vintage year cars of the 60s. Uh-huh. We're known for the resto mods. Cool. That's what we do. We take a, you know, take an old car, put a bunch of new stuff, you know, fuel-injected engines, bigger brakes, power steering, rack and pinion, air conditioning, you know, the things we expect in a car today, right? Yeah. That's what we're known for. We're not your concourse collector guy. Um, but that's what we did, you know, prior to all of what I mentioned, you know, prior to that. So yeah. it, it's been been a lot of fun, um, and we built our reputation on that and the quality of car we do. Very cool. Well, I looked at your website, and the, the vehicles you're building look so awesome and so much fun. Thank you. I love it. And as we continue on your journey, I always like to start by 
asking my guests for a success quote or some kind of a mantra. It's something that is instrumental in forming your life and your success, and it's a great way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars, yeah? So, Jason, take the wheel. You know, if I was to give a success quote, I think it would be hard work pays off. (laughs) Yes. You know, self-employed, no matter if you're in business building muscle cars like we are and collect cars, or if you're owning a print shop down the street. Either way, I think the hardest thing I would give any advice to anybody in success what would be hard work pays off. A lot of hours, a lot of blood, sweat, and tears, and a lot of emotional, you know, distress. I mean, that's what's going to create this company and make anybody successful. Absolutely. You know, I've had many builders on the show here at Cars, yeah. People including Bodie Stroud and Steve Mole, Rob Ida, Billy Hammond, Stacey David, Kenny Welch. I mean, just all sorts of people. And I hear the same thing from all of them, that this entrepreneurial journey of your own business and wrapping your passion uh, into a vocation is a huge amount of work. Can you elaborate maybe a little more on that, about uh, the trials and tribulations that you face every day? Absolutely. Yeah, you know, you know, Mark, the, the thing that I think that is important is that when you're self-employed and running a business, especially this size or Bodie's size, by the way, Bodie's a good friend of mine. Awesome. Um, and that size, you know, you don't stop, okay? Yeah. So when we close at 4 o'clock, 7 to 4 is our hours here, Monday to Friday. <laughs> I'm not, it never stops. You can't <laughs> yeah. say, oh, okay, you know, I'm off. No, we, I work on average, and I love it, by the way, so this isn't a complaint. I love it. Um, I'm I'm working till one, two in the morning every day. Yeah. Um, I'm on phone. I'm you know with people out of country. You got to remember those. You know when we're in a company our size, we're dealing with uh, business and, and, and clients overseas. Well, you know to them it may be two in the afternoon when I'm calling them at midnight. Yes. Right. So yeah. I'm always continually working, and the trials and tribulations I would say are just the continued. You've got to believe and have a heart and soul into your business. And if you don't, and you're just there to make a profit and that's it, not going to work. Yeah, yeah. I don't believe it'll work. It might work for a short period, but, you know, you've got to put your 100% into it. Not to go on a rant, but I've got a wonderful wife that does the same. So, you know, we're a team. Yeah. And um, it's really, really great. I literally have, I believe, and I'll argue this with any other builder, I had to have the best crew in the nation uh, my, my crew i don't believe there are any better crew than anybody would they want to throw them up against me i'd love to start comparing <laughs> um <laughs> they believe the same way i do well it's awesome and you know this is a, a golden nugget for all entrepreneurs out there listening or people who aspire to have their own business in the field of automotive uh yes it's going to be a huge amount of work but the rewards are tremendous and it's obvious by the kind of business that you built and the team that you built around you it's so important to have great i don't like to call them employees or really associates or colleagues if you will and it sounds like you've done just that would you share with me a story that instigated your passion for cars was there a pivotal moment in your life when you really knew that jason was a car guy yeah I was about 12 years old. My father and I went to an auction in El Reno, Oklahoma, which is a real tiny little farm town. And my father let me buy a 78 Camaro for 350 bucks. Ah, cool. Yeah. And um, so we had a barn. I lived on a, on a farm. It was about five acres of land, not real big. But we had a really nice steel barn with a concrete floor. 
my father worked his rear off, so I never really saw much of him other than the cars. And he bought this for me to let me tinker with. Mm -hmm. This is no joke. At 12 years old, I'm out there figuring out how to... uh, There was pulleys missing off the front of the engine. It was a 283. I don't know if you remember those or not, but an old 283 truck engine, you know. And so we, I went to a salvage yard he pointed me to and took me to, and we figured out the pulleys, and I installed them and got everything working. And my father, he was a car in the car business, but not a car builder, you know. It wasn't mm-hmm. really his MO. And yeah. so I loved putting that together, making it work. I painted some black stripes on it with spray paint. Um, I did these kind of, and of course, you know, I thought it looked great when I was 12. <laughs> I'm was sure it did look laughing. great. <laughs> <laughs> that really, at that point, I knew there was no question in my mind, this is what I was going to do. Yeah. This was it. I knew it in high school. I knew it all for, I obviously attended, you know, classes in Votech and high school and automotive and such because I loved it. Yeah. I knew that's what I was going to do. It wasn't going to be a, in the car business necessarily. I was going to be a car builder. I wanted to be somebody that designed things, different colors, you know, those kind of things. And uh, I fell into a niche with some of the, I mean, a 78 Camaro, you can't go wrong. It's a beautiful car. Oh, yeah. But, <laughs> you know, it's, it's still today, you know, right? So yeah. That's really what I knew, uh, you know, playing with that car. Oh, awesome. Wonderful story. I love that. A kid in a barn in the middle America uh, discovers mm-hmm. his passion at 12 years old. How much better can it be than that? Great. Awesome. Jason, what I'd love to do now is take a look under the hood and get our hands a little dirty, something you're not afraid of, and ask you to share a huge challenge or even a great failure that you've faced along the way in your career. And the more important part of this has to do with how did you overcome it and what did you learn from that experience? The largest challenge I've had in this business was dealing with gone in 60 seconds when we built the L&R cars. Mm-hmm. You know, you're dealing with people that are not car people. You're dealing with movie producers. <laughs> and I would think that would be my, my largest challenge in this industry, building the car, designing the car with them, getting it done, you know, yada, yada, marketing and all that. But... What I learned from that in my business and from me was learning about PR agencies, learning about uh, the legal ramifications to certain cars and learning about trademarks and Mm. all those things, right? So it really took me to a whole new level of not just a car builder anymore. It took me to, okay, I got to protect myself. I learned this. I learned that. I learned how to do this. I learned, you know all kinds of certain legalities and marketing and uh, PR firms and insurance. I mean, I can go on. You know, all the professional side of the business sure. that I really never cared about. <laughs> I was more interested in building a car, and yeah. I didn't really care about the rest of it, right? Right. So, you know, put it in perspective, I believe that would be my hardest, my biggest challenge in this business. But what I learned from it, it's like I turned from lemons to lemon meringue pie, you know? That's really what <laughs> and I believe happened. So. I love that. And that obviously helped you as you move forward and were licensed by Shelby to build the 500 yeah, cars, right? Absolutely. You know, um, as we know, I mean, if you're a car guy, you obviously like Shelby. Come on, I don't care. You know, <laughs> it's just what it is, right? Yeah. So I dream, you know, from even a kid, man, to build Shelby cars. Are you kidding me? I mean, I, you know, that's like so surreal when it happened. I didn't actually, it took like a month or so to set in. Yes. But, um, yeah, it took me to that level where I believe that I could, you know, go to Shelby and explain, you know, who I am and in the professional side of our business and, and be able, and they respected that, right? So right. they understood that I knew all that. So, yeah, I mean, it obviously helped. Yeah. Really cool. How about aha moments? Let's shift gears here and go to the other end of the spectrum. 
Is there a moment in time with your business when you had one of those aha moments when the headlights come on and kind of illuminate <laughs> your idea? Can you tell us about that? The aha moment for me was is don't hire underqualified people. <laughs> yes. You know, I mean, I, I, I as an as an owner, you know, I tried to position people in here a little lower wage at one point, approximately seven eight years ago, and not all, but a few that I could you know bring in and train. Well, that was my aha. <laughs> because that, that doesn't work. When you're building a hundred and seventy to $220,000 car for somebody, you need to have qualified employees that are paid well, right? Yes. So uh, that was my huge aha moment. <laughs> um, I, I, I ended up having to, not to go on a long topic here, but to have to fire somebody is no fun. I don't enjoy that. That's not uh, something that I'm like, oh, I look forward to that happening. So in order to, I had to fire about eight people and replace them with qualified people in those positions and pay a lot more money but yes. it's like carol shelby told me before he died his exact words were put the right people in the right positions and the business will take care of itself he certainly knew how to do that when you think back uh, one of my guests here on the show was peter brock who was hired yes. by carol shelby way back and we all know what peter did gosh he designed the first corvette stingray and he designed the oh, daytona yeah. coupe and so uh it's a really important lesson for everyone to learn very valuable aha moment for you wonderful how about proudest career moments i'm sure you've had many but is there one in particular that stands out for you the most proudest moment in my business and very emotional moment was when i produced the first GT500CR Shelby car prototype. Cool. That Carol himself put his arm around me. This is no joke. Oh my gosh. And uh, it actually makes me a little emotional right now, but he put his arm around me and said, This is the most beautiful car I have ever seen. Oh gosh. He said, uh, <laughs> He said, um, I, he said, I'm honored. I'm honored to work with you. Wow. I, you, um, you've given so, me goosebumps. That's just incredible. Man, I tell you what, you talk about a proud moment. I mean, it's just, you know, it doesn't get any better than that. I don't think so. You know, Lance Stander was on this show, Superformance, and he's worked with Carol Shelby, licensed under him as well, and, and told me of similar moments with Carol Shelby. And I think can you hear these stories about Carol and how he treated the people that he worked with and the kind of motivation that he gave people, uh, you understand a little bit more about the man. So uh, what a wonderful moment. A real hoot to be around. <laughs> yes. Uh, and that's no joke, man. I mean, it was just fun to be around, and what an inspiring man to me, I will tell you that. I was very fortunate to meet him, and I got to sit down and have a short, quick meal with him at a vintage race I was participating in. And yeah, hoot, hoot, that's one good word <laughs> to describe him. Oh my gosh, the yeah. stories. <laughs> Just incredible. Yeah, very funny. Yes. Mm -hmm. Well, you're a very fortunate man. Let's have a little bit of fun here. What was your first really special vehicle? And if you could share a memory you had with that car. Really special. Um, other than the 78 Camaro that I discussed, um, a really special first car would be a 1993 Cobra. Ooh. That was uh, my car. I consider that real. I'm a big Fox Body fan, believe it or not. I received 14 tickets in one night in that car. Oh, now I, I'm not. I'm not sure if we need to go down that lane. Um, <laughs> I, I, you, that's a record here on cars. Yeah, 14 <laughs> in. I, I'm. How did you not end up in jail? Actually, what's what's really crazy about that was they were actually by four different police officers. So it wasn't like 
It was one <laughs> stop, you know. Oh my gosh! And um, I did get my license suspended. Yeah, um, I, I would think that. so. And uh, yeah, yeah, that was a. Uh, I, I got that car. I put a fourteen uh, pound Pro Charger on it with a three quart intercooler, different injectors, put an A nine L processor instead of the Cobra processor because they had a little different tune in them, different mass here. The car was. We think now, you know, it's different horsepower, right? So, like, that car then was probably, I'm going to guess and say, 400 horse. Oh, my gosh. You know, um, <laughs> yeah. but <laughs> now you'd be like, yeah, right. But, you know, those Fox Buddies were just sickening anyways. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that that was uh, a very special car to me. And, in fact, I uh, I tried to find that car um, here in the last few years. Mm-hmm. It has been salvaged in total. Someone oh, had no. a, Totaled it. I tried to buy it from the salvage yard. And, uh, it's too bad. So, yeah. anyways, yeah, that was uh, what I consider a special car. I don't know if I have enough time, but the, the, another special car to yeah, me was yeah, um, please do. one of our 500 CRs. I, I had, uh, built a car for my mentor here in town, which uh, we have a meeting once a month. He's basically my business mentor and, uh, and a spiritual leader to me. Oh, and uh, I built him a car, and I bought it back from him because I wanted it for myself. And I painted it red with silver stripes and put a Coyote engine in it and brought it to SEMA. That's my personal car. So, yeah. you know, and that's a pretty special car to me, too. That's sure. a 500 CR 67 Fastback. Very cool. <laughs> well, yeah. I, I kind of yeah. think it's best that that Cobra kind of went away considering your start with that vehicle. <laughs> You'll be getting a little too old to be getting that many tickets. You know, you've got yeah, a family yeah. to take care of and a business to yes, run. Sir. So uh, <laughs> that is quite a story. How about seller's remorse? Is there a vehicle that you've owned and let go that you really wish you had back? <sighs> I would say probably, let's see, that would be my uh, 2000 and, gosh, I think it was a 2002 Saline Extreme. Oh, my goodness. Yes, I had an Extreme, and uh, I had purchased that car directly from Blaine, um, uh-huh. right from them instead of a Ford dealer. I sold that car in 2005, so I wish to this day that I would have never sold that car. It was one of the few that were, uh, it was the Chameleon Paint. Oh. Um, so it was a really, really a extreme with chameleon paint. So it was an extremely, really rare car. And, uh, man, I wish I had that car today. Is so. that is that the paint that would change colors as you walk around? Yes, it? sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. Kind of a purple, turned to blue, turned yes. to... Green, yeah. blue, purple, <laughs> yellow, crazy red, paint. red. Yeah. Yeah, yeah crazy paint. Wow, that's wild. Yep. Well, here's another flip side to that question. Is there a vehicle that you purchased and shortly thereafter you said to yourself, what was I thinking? Yeah, I um, I bought a, a, a 68 Volkswagen Beetle. Why the hell would I? I don't know why I did that. <laughs> that sounds um, a little unique. <laughs> <laughs> it was for sale down the street, and I don't know. It was cheap, but, uh, yeah, it's still sitting here in the parking lot. Oh, know, okay. Right? Well, you don't it's, just uh, like it that much. <laughs> and, and it was yellow. It was a Beetle, and it was cheap. I think it was like two grand or something, whatever. And mm-hmm. uh, I ended up buying it, and uh, I don't know why I bought that, but, yeah. <laughs> Something for, your, something for your kids to learn how to drive a stick shift on. <laughs> yeah, and, and along with that, too, I bought two 70 Barracudas um, okay. back cool. then when they were really hot. You know, I gave like 12 grand for those things each. Now, the market's just plummeted on those cars. But they are a cool car, and I have those, too. So, yeah, those are my, <laughs> I would say, three. And I'm like, oh, why did I do that? Oh, gosh. Oh, well, sorry yep. I brought it up. Yep. <laughs> 
How about yeah. current, <laughs> how about current projects? Is there something you guys are working on building right now that really has you excited and fired up? Yeah, there's a couple if you don't mind. I've got a I've got a '69 Camaro we're doing right now. We're naming the uh, CR1, the production '69 Camaro, right? Uh-huh. Kind of like Shelby's were done. Yeah, uh, I'm really stoked about this project. Being that we're a niche company for Mustangs, I'm going to kind of blow everybody's socks off when we release that SEMA this year. Yeah, that is a LS7 powered Detroit speed suspension, three piece wheels, you know, all that good stuff, and mm, uh, and our own design. Oh, cool. That's, gonna, that's one. And then uh, another current project we're working on right now, going to a, I can't disclose the customer, but I can say it's extremely uh, famous in this industry. Okay. I'll just leave it there. Yeah. Is a 900 horsepower convertible Shelby we're mm. doing right now. 900? Uh, 500 CR. <laughs> yes, sir. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yes, sir. 427 F1R Pro Charger, wanting about 19 to 20 pounds of boost. Three-core intercooler, just a off-the-chain car, man. I mean, I'm, I'm so stoked to go drive this thing. But, uh, yeah, that's that's going to be a real special one. All right. Well, you promised me when you get that on the street, you'd be a little careful, okay? Because I know yes, I've, I've heard you got 14 <laughs> tickets in one night. Somebody told me that sometime <laughs> in your past. Yeah, yeah I don't can't remember that. who said that. But <laughs> Well, those sound like <laughs> fantastic projects. We can't wait to see that one car at SEMA this fall. That's going to be fantastic. Now, here's a very introspective question for you, Jason. If you were a car, what kind of car would you be and why? A 67 GT500 Shelby. (laughs) Well, I kind of figured it would be something like that. And (laughs) the reason why is that, to me, and I do believe statistically, is one of the world's most popular muscle cars. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I think so. I mean, you can't, that, those colors and a lot, I mean, the lines and style of that car, they, come on. Yeah. You know, you, you, you know, <laughs> great that's choice. That's I would be. I love it. Yes, I think sir. that fits you perfectly. <laughs> that's great. Thank you. So, Jason, up next is the last lap, but before we put the pedal to the metal, we're going to say thank you to one of our Cars Yeah sponsors. Award-winning author and designer Dwight Knowlton has done it again. His book, The Greatest Race, is now available. The Greatest Race is the story of Sir Sterling Moss's epic and record-crushing win of the 1955 Mille Miglia in the Mercedes-Benz 300 SLR. In collaboration with Sir Sterling Moss himself, Dwight has created a wonderful children's book from this epic race as a follow-up to his best-selling book, The Little Red Racing Car. I have my own copy of The Greatest Race, and I can tell you, this kid's impressed. Like his previous book, this one is printed in the USA. Check out Dwight's Carpe Viem brand, where you can find both of his books, shirts, and more that embrace his seize the road philosophy. Enjoy Carpe Viem at carpegear.com, and be sure to sign up for his newsletter while you're at his website. That's carpegear.com, C-A-R-P-E gear.com. All right, Jason, we're back, and we're entering the last lap, and this is where I'm going to fire off a series of questions. And you give our listeners some real quick blips of the throttle answers. So you ready? Yes. What is the best automotive advice you've ever received? Do it once. <laughs> when you build something, build it one time. Do it right the first time. You know, I've heard that from a couple other guests here. I think that's a very good advice. Would you share one of your yes. personal habits that you believe has contributed to your success? Be persistent. Mm. When, you, when your persistence pays off, put your heart and soul into something. Yeah, yeah. Doing it halfway is never gonna, never gonna make it happen. 
Very important attribute to entrepreneurs, persistence, tenacity, get it doneness, if you will. Uh, yes, yeah. definitely needed. Do you have a resource that you think the Cars Yow listeners would really enjoy? You know, this is going to surprise you, but I actually Google News. Huh. I love the automotive section of Google News. Cool. Okay. That's a first here. What, yeah. is, what is it about that that you like so much? What do they provide you with? It's a broad range of some things I don't necessarily agree with and some I do. Mm-hmm. I look at the automotive section and the technology section of Google News every morning that I wake up. Cool. To me, um, I find it interesting and I look at trends. Mm-hmm. My industry, I've got to follow trends, right? So yeah. I look at trends, uh, color trends, for example. I mean, it'll even share that with you on wow. automotive, automotive sales. What's profit? The dollar. You know, it, these are crazy, but you would never think this. Follow mm-hmm. the dollar. Yes. Where the dollar exchange is going really high, that's where I go tell my PR firm to hit hard. Yes. These are things that I, you know, to me, that's what I read. Ah, great. Nobody has shared that with me before here on Cars, yeah? So we'll make sure that shows up on your show notes page. How about a book? Is there a book you think the Cars, yeah listeners would really enjoy reading? You know, it's not car-related, but The Grapes of Wrath. <laughs> yes, wonderful <laughs> book. Yep. It is. It's a wonderful book. Um, it's not car-related, but, you know, it does show the, the hard times and how we survive as Americans. Yeah. Well, and you're from Oklahoma, and there was a lot of uh, touching on that, the people coming from the Midwest heading out to the West Coast. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, yeah, definitely uh, challenging times, but a wonderful classic book. Great selection. Well, listeners, you can find all these resources that Jason's been so kind to share with us today at com slash Jason Angle, and his last name is spelled E-N-G-E-L. Jason, do you have any interesting hobbies outside of your passion for cars? Do you have any time for anything else? <laughs> There's two things I love to do, and I have to do them, okay? Mm-hmm. One of them is uh, I deer hunt with a bow, bow uh-huh. and arrow. Uh-huh. Um, that is a that is something I have to do. Second thing is surfing, believe it or not. Well, wait a minute. I you a... live in Yukon, Oklahoma. Where's yes, the sir. nearest beach? <laughs> well, now, I do take airplane rides. Quite okay. often to go do that. And secondly, <laughs> I surf behind my boat, believe it or not, here in the state of Oklahoma. Oh. Um, yes, sir. So, but uh, I, I, I absolutely, that is like, if I don't do that at least once a month, there's, there's something, yeah, it's bad. I have to have my edge on those two things. You know, this is interesting because I grew up in Southern California. I was a kind of a surf rat, long hair, and when I had hair. Yeah. And uh, I loved surfing, you know, nothing, yeah, nothing like being out in the ocean. But uh, when, oh, you, yeah. when you said that, I'm trying to imagine, but surfing behind a boat, do you do that on an actual surfboard or is it like a wakeboard or? Actually, I actually have an actual surfboard, handmade board that I do. We put an additional about six to 8,000 pounds of ballast in a wakeboard boat mm-hmm. and uh, have it tilt to one side. And you can produce about a... Oh, a good four and a half foot wave, pretty massive <laughs> if you really want to. And uh, yeah, wow. no rope, man. I mean, you're actually surfing. Yeah. No kidding. That is so yes, cool. <laughs> yes, sir. I'm going to have to come out to Oklahoma and go surfing with you. That sounds you like fun. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds yes, sir. like a blast. All right. Well, we're up to the checkered flag here, Jason. And this last question can be a real doozy. I kind of have an idea of what direction you're going to steer towards to answer <laughs> this. But if you could only have one collector car in your garage, but don't worry about the cost because today I'll buy you whatever you'd like. What would that one vehicle be and why? 
you know, you're not going to believe me when I tell you this answer. <laughs> you keep tripping me up uh, all day today. <laughs> I am. Uh, this one's going to be a Bugatti Veyron. Oh, my gosh. I yes. would never have expected that. I threw you that. for a big one on that one, You didn't I? completely uh, sideswiped me on that one. Tell me why. Well, I kind of have an idea because you like to go fast, and that's a pretty oh, yeah. pretty dang fast car. But what is it about the Bugatti Veyron that just pulls on your heart? Engineering. Ah. I mean, unbelievable, incredible engineering. Okay, so let's get that kind of horsepower of a car with that kind of speed that you can put pump gas in at Conoco. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know about you, but I absolutely admire and love the aspect of the engineering of that particular car. Yes. Ah, uh, there. I've never had the pleasure of driving one. I have not even been able to drive in one. You have? Did you drive it? Yes. Yes, I did. Oh my. Okay. Yes. Well, you got to tell us what was it like? Absolutely breathtaking. I mean, from from the speed of say sixty five, seventy miles an hour, mm-hmm. um, I got that car to a hundred and almost 180. Oh, my um, gosh. From that point to there, it was up in Dallas as a friend of mine. And, oh, my God. And it's so exhilarating. It feels like your heart is, like, sinking down somewhere around your tummy. You know? it's, it's unbelievable. Oh, my it, goodness. It's great. Killer car. <laughs> yes, definitely. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Well, Jason, you've taken me on a great ride today. I knew you would, and I've really enjoyed talking to you and listening to your stories. And I want to thank you for sharing your journey with the Cars Yeah listeners and with me. Could you give us one parting piece of guidance before you drive off down the strip in that Bugatti Veyron? Follow your dreams. I believe, and I'm a firm believer, I'm a perfect example. This was my dream. This is what I wanted to do. I didn't settle for second best. I followed my dream. And I believe that you, you can do anything you want in this world as long as you put your heart and soul into it. Absolutely. Great advice. Yes, sir. What's the best way that our listeners can learn more about you and your business? Absolutely. Our website would be the best way, which is www.classicrecreations.com. That's plural. Okay. Or you can reach us at 1967fastback.com, which is 1967fastback.com. Same website. Very cool. Well, listeners, again, you can find everything that Jason shared with us today. On his show notes page at carsyad.com, just put Jason in the search box and his show notes page will pop right up. Hey, Jason, thank you for being so generous today with your time and your expertise and for sharing your wild and fun experiences with me and the listeners. It's been a joy. Until we talk again, I'll see you down the road. Thank you, Mark. You're welcome. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.